This podcast is sponsored by ArtColorKit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit ArtColorKit.com. This is a happy podcast. Yay! I got some happy news. Uh, I got a job interview lined up for uh, Monday, and it's with a really good company. And I think that I'll be able to really grow with the company if I get this position. It's for as a production artist. So it's right in line with what I'm used to doing. And I'm really hoping that um, it'll end up being the company I think it is, uh, as in like the type of company. Um, it's family owned, so I really think that um, I'll be able to grow with it over time. So that's some happy news. I just wanted to get that off the top. So for everybody who's worried about me, it's things are looking up. So have that. Still working on finding a place to live, but you know, first thing first, and that's making sure money's coming in. I got a new book. Uh, my friend Alex mailed it to me. It's called Marbles, uh, and the subtitle is Mania, Depression, Michelangelo, and Me. It's a graphic memoir by Ellen Forney, Forney F-O-R-N-E-Y. And I've just started it, and it's it's it really nails being bipolar just from the beginning. Uh, just the look, the feel, and just how everything's laid out. It's uh, It's pretty spot on. So I'm really looking forward to reading this. I'm hoping it's not too much self-reflection and that I can kind of actually make it through it. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble reading anything with the narrative recently for some reason. That goes for movies. That goes for everything. Just anything with a narrative, for some reason, I haven't been able to really dive into it. Since I started my medication, it's been a lot better. Like I was able to watch all the Lord of the Rings and I was able to watch a, a movie from like the early two, 2010s uh, called Parker. It starred Jason Statham and Jennifer Lopez, and it was very, very mediocre. But I mean that in like the best possible way. It was just like about the jewel heist, or well, you just have to figure it out. But it was on Netflix, and we decided to watch it, and it was, you know, it was a movie. But uh, so I'm hoping that this book will be my first one where I can actually read all the way through it. I do have a book of poetry, or sort of poetry, by Robert Bly that I'm trying to get through. It's called A Little Book of Human uh, Little Book of Human Shadow, of the Human Shadow, something along those lines. But it, it, I think it builds off of Carl Jung's uh, shadow projection work. And uh, so my, my buddy Nathan sent that one, to, or told me to get that one. And so I'm trying to get through that one as well. And then my other buddy, Paul, gave me a book called Exit to Community. And so it's kind of about... Like whenever you're building a company, a lot of companies are built to exit to the stock market and to, to have an IPO and to uh, basically be sold and traded uh, as a public option to where like you the business is publicly traded. And so what Exit to Community is about is doing the same thing but exiting to the community so the community would have ownership or the employees would have ownership. And it's a really interesting read. I'm almost done with that one. And that one's really interesting to me. Um, if you're into community uh, leadership or if you're into starting companies or businesses, I really recommend Exit to Community. Um, there's a TechCrunch article about it. There's a few things you can find on the internet. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, it's written by a few people. I believe it's like a school and a couple um, authors together wrote it. But I really recommend that. So that's happy news. I got some books I'm reading. I've got a job. I've got prop not propositions. I got prospects. I've got pr 
prospects, prospects. I've got prospects. So in the last podcast, I think I kind of talked about being worried about talking in circles or um, just repeating myself. I'm just going to let this be what it is. If I end up repeating myself, I'm sorry, but that just means whatever it is is on my mind. And I'm using this podcast as an opportunity to get what's on my inside outside. And it's a way for me to uh, it's a way for me to listen to what I'm thinking and knowing that what I'm thinking is out in the open. It makes me feel a lot less paranoid. Um, makes me feel a lot less like uh, it makes me kind of it doesn't remove, but it makes me think, how do I put it? Sometimes I think people can read my mind and I know that people are not mind readers. No one is a mind reader. You have to tell people what you're thinking so that they can help you and support you. So what I'm doing is I am telling you what I'm thinking so that you can hopefully support me, whether that's just your goodwill, whether that's just thinking about me a little bit or sending me some encouragement at gandy.cc backslash contact or, you know, sending some money to my Venmo, which is Greg Gandy, G-R-E-G-G-A-N-D-Y. It should be a picture of me in a black jacket with an orange hat with a mustache. It was a, It's an old picture. I haven't had a mustache in forever. So this podcast is just me thinking out loud and trying to share what's going on with me. So sometimes it'll be sad. Sometimes it'll be happy. Sometimes it'll be optimistic. Sometimes it'll be pessimistic. Sometimes it'll be angry. It's just whatever I'm going through. And unfortunately, I started this podcast whenever I recently got out of the hospital. I lost my job and I'm losing my home. So it's just a rough start, but I'm doing it anyway. I, I could wait forever for, for things to be positive or happy or everything good. And so I'm not going to wait for that because I don't know if that's a reality. These are just things going on. So, And I'm just making a little list of questions to ask myself so I can kind of explore my psyche. And hopefully you can get to know me better through this process as well. So in the last podcast, I also talked about the, uh, the possibility of moving home to Mississippi. And I'm not sure how big of a reality that actually could be. And, and or how much of a reality that could be. And the, the reason is simple. It took me almost four years of being in Colorado to get over the post-traumatic stress disorder um, that I developed from living in the high crime area. So it's, it wasn't uncommon for me to see bodies in the street. It wasn't uncommon for me to hear sirens and gunshots and return fire, which is a big deal if you're from any inner city area. The gunfire isn't necessarily the bad part. It's the return fire that really gets you because that means people are shooting at each other. So I'm really concerned about moving to Jackson. And that's where I would want to live because it's the capital city. But where I would, I, I wouldn't mind living in Madison where I grew up, but I just don't think I can afford it. And I'm not sure if I'd have the work to support me. I guess I could live with my parents, but I would feel like that's a huge step backwards. They love me, and I'm sure they'd love to have me, but as a grown man, I just don't feel comfortable living at my parents' house. That just doesn't seem like something I would want to do. Another option would be Ocean Springs, which I've lived there before, and it's a wonderful community. It's very safe. Uh, it's right on the ocean. It's like an island town, but inland, if that makes any sense. 
look it up on a map, Ocean Springs. But there's an awesome museum, the Walter Anderson Museum of Art. Uh, there's a lot of galleries. It's very bikeable. It's very walkable. There's a ton of shops, a ton of restaurants. I really love living there. I lived there for about, I want to say, six months, six to eight months. I would live there again in a heartbeat. I loved it there. The only downside is bugs. I really don't miss insects. That's one thing that Colorado has me spoiled at is there's just no bugs here or no insects like mosquitoes. That's Those are my concerns about moving back home. It's just crime and finding employment and then also finding a studio space because there's not really... like I would have to figure out some type of home studio space if I were to live back in Mississippi. And that's very difficult for me to do. I need that separation. Uh, I've tried it before, and it just doesn't work out. I end up doing more social projects and doing more social things and making like publications and magazines more than actually making art. Um, which I guess those things can be elevated to an art, art like uh, to the form of art if, if they're done intentionally enough. But I'm a painter. I need to be painting. I need to be producing. So I really need a studio space. And I'm trying not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I'm in Denver. I have a wonderful studio space. I am grateful for it. So I think my best option is just figuring out how to stay in Denver. And if I get this job, no, when I get this job on Monday, I'll be one step closer to staying. I'll just need to find a place to live. And I have friends here uh, that I can stay with and crash with if I need to. I'm, I don't mean to scare anybody. I'm not going to be living in my car. I'll be fine. Uh, I just, my brain goes to worst case scenario. And then I try to work from there to make a plan that will keep me from going in that direction. Uh, so let's, this is a happy podcast. Let's talk about things I wouldn't normally talk about um, just to get them out in the open. Let's do something that scares me. So what scares me? The first thing that comes to mind is tripping on ice or slipping on ice, falling and breaking all my teeth. That is one of my biggest fears. The other thing that scares me probably just as much is artist over 40. Uh, because there seems to be like two types of art, like three types of artists, really. There's the kind who are figured out how to make it uh, successful or not successful. They figured out how to make money at it. So like they're able to have a home, they're able to have a family and they're, they're happy. And I love those types of people. I love those types of stories. I'm so grateful they exist because it helps me as a younger artist or middle career art, not middle career, emerging artist, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it gives me guide, guidance and it gives me a hope that it's possible. But what scares me are like, it's mostly musicians I see with this, but it's like they're 40 something or 50 something. They're playing in bars, they're playing in regular spots, but they're just dead behind the eyes. And it's like they're dead on their feet and it's just sad. It's like they wanted it, they didn't know why they wanted it, they got it, but it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Or maybe life has just kicked them in the teeth so much that, that they're just broken and all they know how to do is just to keep performing. Or maybe they're working some dead-end job 
during the day and they're performing at night and performing is the only time they feel alive, but they're so sad and so broken that they can't even enjoy it when they are performing. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just musicians like over 40 that are just dead behind the eyes. And it's not all of them. It's just a certain subset. And I see them occasionally. I don't see them very often, but I've seen them enough to know that it's a thing. And I feel like artists, we self-isolate, so we don't see that as much. Um, because I guess the really the ones that do that, they don't show. They just keep everything in their studio. and Or they quit. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's really easy just to quit sometimes. So that really scares me. And I think the reason why it scares me is because I've always thought the key to success is perseverance. So just keep going and just figure it out. And if you just keep going, eventually you'll find success. That's what I think. That's what I've always thought. And people like that make me realize that perseverance can be a vice as well. Or maybe not, maybe vice is the wrong word. No, I think that's the right word, a vice. It can be a vice and it can lead you down incorrect roads for you. So if you're doing something and it's causing you nothing but pain, it would be best to probably stop doing that activity or figure out a way to do it in a healthy way. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to do right now with this podcast is I'm trying to figure out the best way to persevere and to keep going without being destructive. And so what I've been doing pretty much my whole life is journaling. I journal almost constantly. Whenever I'm at work and I have any downtime, I'm journaling. I think I wrote for about three hours this morning uh, up at the studio. It's just what I do. It's how I organize my thoughts. It's how I keep things going forward. But there's a couple issues with it. The first one being that no one ever reads it. And two, it's it's difficult to translate that into something productive. If I spend three hours writing in my journal, that's three hours I didn't spend painting. However, I do feel like the journaling is what keeps me going with my painting. So I guess it does translate into something um, uh, productive, but I just feel like I just end up with all these journals, and I once I'm done with them, I... Okay, so this is the process for my journaling. I write, and I write, and I write, and I write. And then once I'm about to be finished with one journal, I buy a new journal, and then I take everything from that last journal, I go through it. So I guess I do read it. I don't read it, read it. But like I go through and look for the most important parts. So like plans, my uh, charts, my ways I'm structuring my brain. And I take the most important parts and I condense the entire journal into the first few pages of my new journal. And so if you if I just look at the first like maybe five pages of every journal or the last five pages of every journal, it should give me the basic thrust of what I was thinking during that time. It's good and I like it, but I haven't always done that. So I have all these old journals and I'm really, really, really thinking about pulling a Michelangelo um, and just burning them all. Uh, not all my journals, but all my old journals, like the ones from college, the ones from high school, uh, just because 
I feel like it would be cleansing. And it, I feel like they don't really serve me any purpose other than as baggage. And I feel like letting go of all those thoughts and all those emotions and all those feelings and memories would be cathartic for some reason. I just feel like getting rid of it. Because uh, I know Michelangelo, there's a story of him uh, whenever he was, I guess he was a young person, but he decided he was going to burn all of his early drawings so no one would knew the work it took to get to the point he was at. He wanted to just come out of the gate and just appear to be who he was. And I really like that idea. Not to pull the wool over anyone's eyes, but just so the water isn't muddied and all those thoughts and memories can just go into the ether. So all those thoughts and memories can just go into the ether. I guess the only issue with that is I need some place to burn it. I mean, I guess I could do it out here at the studio. I might do that. I'm going to look through them again and see if there's anything I want to keep. Because uh, all it is is just like me being sad about ex-girlfriends or being upset with people or being upset with myself or just trying to like work through my mania or my depression. And now that I've been diagnosed as bipolar, I can see the pattern so clearly that I've been sick a very long time and I just was treating the symptoms rather than dealing with the problem. And I feel like I need to purge all that from my life so I can heal and move forward. Um, I really wish I had gotten help sooner, but life doesn't always work out the way we want it to. So that's kind of where my brain's at. I've, I've been thinking that since I started this podcast, it, it, it seems like I need to do more interesting things so I have more interesting things to talk about. I don't know if I'm actually going to be interviewing people. I might interview people from time to time once coronavirus and everything kind of like settles down and every, most people are vaccinated, including myself. I think I could have people in my studio so I could talk to them in person. But I don't really like the idea of doing phone interviews or anything like that. I might do them. I'm not going to take it off the table. I might do it. But I feel like I need to be doing more interesting, th interesting things in my personal life just so I have more interesting things to talk about. Because all I got for you now is I worked on that mineral puzzle. And you know, I made some serious progress. And the puzzle's not that close to being done, but it's over 60%. And I'm proud of the work I contributed to it. So, hey, if you don't like puzzles, I mean, you don't like puzzles. But I'm enjoying this one. Um... So I guess what I can talk about is what do I have the most fun making? Um, so with my art, what I was writing about for about three hours this morning is I'm trying to figure out my next step because I feel like I'm almost imitating myself and I don't like feeling that way. Uh, right now I'm working on six pieces that are 30 inches wide by 44 inches tall and I'm contrasting positive and negative words and using complementary contrast to connect those two words. So for example, I have a blue one and an orange one. The blue one says peace, the orange one says war. I have a red and a green one. The red one says hate, the green one says love, 
and then I have a yellow one and a purple one. The yellow one says life and the purple one says death. And so I feel like I'm growing with these. I like them. I like the idea of them. And the only issue is I'm not sure if I'm breaking any new creative ground. I think I am with the complementary contrast and the contrasting words. I'm using negative words for once. And so it feels weird, but it feels correct. It feels like I'm painting a more complete picture. However, it's still large work and I have nowhere to put it. So I need to scale back down. I need to start making smaller work again because I, I just literally am out of space. And I'm hoping wherever I move next, I'll have space to store my art. And I'm thinking if we get the place we're looking at, I will. So I can start doing bigger work again, maybe. Oh, what am I thinking? Uh, so one thing I was writing about is I want to scale back and do more 11 inch by 15 inch work. I've already cut down some paper, so I have 12 sheets of 11 by 15 inch paper, Reeves BFK, for me to work on. And what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm separating those into two separate sets of six. One, I'm just going to dirty the paper and just put some color on there and just kind of mess around and use some watercolor and just get something going. And then I'll respond to whatever's on the paper and I'll just develop those over time. And then the other six, I'm going to do a 3D hero text. So like uh, 3D block letters of probably some positive words again, because it really helps my subconscious whenever I'm working on positive words and positive imagery. And then I'm going to respond to those, basing it off of the hero text. So it's more free painting and it's going to be less structured painting. So I'm not going to be like doing the same thing to each work. I'm literally going to be responding to what's put down. What's put down, 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 uh, what's put down on the paper and just playing with it. And I, I find that I have the most fun whenever I'm doing something like that. I feel like I'm engaged with the work. I feel like I'm producing meaningful work and I just like doing it. So that's what I'm going to do. Like I said, if you have any questions for me, any concerns, um, if you want to support the podcast, reach out at gandy.cc backslash contact. That's gandy, G-A-N-D-Y dot C-C backslash contact. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, just let me know. And also, I'm going to put a link to Art Color Kit in the show notes if you want to check it out. I just got my business banking account checks in so like I can start writing the checks to the artists. Um, so for every kit sold, artists get paid. So the art color kit is a great way to support living artists and especially artists who are working, trying to make a living. It is very difficult to make a living out of artists, as an artist. And I invented the art color kits as a way for you to support artists. It's an 18 by 24 inch coloring sheet. I've painted on it before. I've colored on it with crayons, color pencils, markers. I think it would work great with glitter, whatever you have in your craft box. You, you just get one of these coloring kits and it comes with a full color, like a full color uh, uh, print, mini poster print of the artwork. And it comes with an 18 by 24 inch coloring sheet. So the link to that's in the show notes. And also I'm going to put a link to my Venmo. So if you want to do that, feel free. Yeah, I'm just going to start doing that because... 
I need money. So if you want to support me, support me. If you want to just support me by telling your friends about the podcast, please do that too. This is an experiment, and I am trying to give you me, unfiltered and just what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, and how I'm feeling about what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by ArtColorKit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit ArtColorKit.com.